0: First, first pun of the night, Jar Jar Brinks. Matt,
1: are we um, are we going to be using the JML money to like compensate all of our viewers who eardrums get smashed in by that theme tune?
0: I'll do it's Start that. Up, it? <laughs> yeah, it- uh, it, well, I,
2: I'm not sure, but on on the Discord, it, it does clip out. But the thing is, I I mean, I've listened back to the podcast, which. You know on No, is stop it? doing the voice. <laughs> sorry. I, I'm, um, but on, on, on the podcast, it sounds absolutely fine. It's just it blows my eardrums in the Discord chat,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. But you know, that's that's okay. That's fine. I've got a special guest, Gap here you know, Gap for coming joining. Yeah, on the it's all cool, bro. You, yeah, know.
0: you know, I'm very, very open minded. Yeah, I, went, I everyone, went to Glasgow, you know. The... Ever missed the pre-shows chat in which we found out, in which we guessed that uh, Canadians are northern. Oh yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) Is that surface? Surface saying toothbrush. Toothbrush seems like something very like Yorkshire, Yorkshire, doesn't it?
2: I I have always assumed that the Canadians are a mixture of Northerners. I mean, there literally is a Nova Scotia, and uh, the people there sound Irish because that's that's Nova Scotia means New Scotland. Yes, and that's why the people from Nova Scotia sound Irish. Do they? Well, the ones I've heard sound Irish to me.
0: Yeah, uh, they do kind of sound like even like PPP sounds kind of Irish, doesn't he? Some more like Ulster, mate. Ulster. <laughs> uh, I've got. I've got to say, I've just noticed in the in the Twitter sidebar, Hugh Grant shares his embarrassing COVID nine symptoms with Colbert. I thought he was going to tell us how he got it by... Uh, you know what you call a black... Uh, was it a man with a blackhead on his dick? You Grant. Uh, I was going to say seek, but... <laughs> alright <laughs> Oh, dear. So, uh, 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 here we go, Hobbit. We got swamp gases out. Chinese lanterns are in. Oh, yeah? Yeah, sw- swamp is old hat. Uh, countless UFO sightings over the years can be attributed to a rather mundane ph- phenomenon. Imagine the scene: you're looking skyward, skyward on a cold, wintry evening, when you notice something eerie—a strange orange orb moving silently across the sky, illuminated against the darkness. You might be tempted to conclude you've just seen a UFO. Well, if you don't know what it is, you have just seen a UFO, haven't you? I think but they need to—they need, to, need to get get their terminology correct, don't they? All it means is a unidentified uh, an, an um, flying object. So if you don't know what it is, it's a, it is a UFO.
2: Yeah, it's like if I see a plane in the sky and I don't identify it, it's a UFO to me. Yeah, so if, yeah. If, they they need to be more specific and talk about flying saucers from Venus. Or yeah, exactly that
1: that's the that's the thing that they that they get you on this. You know, is it is it a flying saucer, as in an alien spacecraft? Or is it? An well, this is actually what this is what going, they want you to say because
0: yeah. they want you to say it's an alien. So you go, they go, ah, you believe in aliens? You're a re- you're a retard, don't they? That's what they want, don't they?
1: Ah, uh, look at this retard. He believes in aliens. Ah.
2: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't know why, but in the pre-show I was quite happy with where the microphone is, but now I keep wanting to move it around. So like, yes, no, this. is I know, I know, it's it's terrible, but. I mean, it's it's to the side. I, one of these days, I'll think of it. Well, just just a reminder, you know, registered charity number thirty-seven seventeen. Chairs and microphones for
0: racists. Shouldn't we go into Gums. gap yards? Gap yards for racists.
2: Gap, gap yards. Duke of Edinburgh Award for racism. Yeah, <laughs> got that. You. Yeah.
0: To, to, be fair, yeah. to be fair, he would give out an award for racists. I, I could, I could, I could
1: <laughs> well believe <probably> he'd do that. <laughs> I, I got my DV e for being a mad racist anti-Semite. Ah. I, I got
0: my D, I got <laughs> my D, I got my DV e gold for calling call a black person a spear
1: trucker. <laughs> 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 oh, he got
2: <laughs> silver, but then he Papa, <laughs> It <laughs> turns out he, he knows the school governor. He goes to the same lodge, and he said, "We help a widow's son and."
1: Then it turned into a gold, and I said, oh, I was mean to f and they said, oh, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> this, this is gold. So we yeah. need to, we when I move back up back up that way, Hemi, we need to grab hobbits so we can all sit around in suits smoking really long, really, really long cigars yeah. with uh, glasses of whiskey just going, oh, no, yeah, yeah, the blacks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And a big,
0: big glass—well, no, ridiculously big glass of brandy that looks suspiciously <laughs> like it could be a vase.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Are we so, including
2: top hats in this? No. Yeah, to for brandy. It's, like, oh, it's, it's so that you can, you know, you stick your nose in it and smell the bouquet and just really appreciate are. the aromas as it warms up against your fingers. Yeah, you, you
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes but by the time I finish this vase I'll have smacked the wife and I won't know which continent I'm on
2: <laughs> you know smack the wife go play with the mistress
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I need to, I'm sorry I'm, I'm um, uh, I, not, not enough sleep today just for whatever reason I was just driving exactly my, I just couldn't help but say to myself I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Belize my gap Yard. Yeah,
0: Belize. Yeah, gap Yard. Yeah, gap. Well, anyway, anyway, back to back to gap the main up. show. Uh, the Rendlesham UFO a nuclear connection. Uh, so, uh, Rendlesham, which I'm sure we'll do at some point because it's like it's like basically our Roswell. Uh, could the objects yeah. witnessed by military personnel at RAF Bentwaters, <laughs> Bentwaters? What a name! In 1980, <laughs> been there. For, I thought it was Woodbridge.
1: Oh yeah, it's yeah, it is RAF Woodbridge. It's only it's like near Ipswich, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Uh, there have been gone.
1: People
2: keep making fun of our name, Woodbridge. Yes, they keep saying, "Oh, it's RAF Wood Woodbonds." We need to come up with a better name. I know we'll call ourselves Bentwater.
0: Yes, that name is completely
2: heterosexual. Pip, pip, tuddy ho. There have been several.
0: There have been several major UFO cases involving military bases over the decades, but few are as well documented and widely discussed as the UK's fate infamous Rendlesham incident. One documentary, however, UFOs and Nukes The Secret Link Revealed, has taken a slightly different approach to the mystery by focusing on the connection between the appearance of anomalous objects witnessed at the time and the fact the base was home to nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're messing! Lovely, they're messing about. Hold on. There are several key witnesses, including Lieutenant, Ch- Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt. Yeah, fine name. Who has often spoken out about what he saw. On radar operators like Ike Barker and Jim Carey. Are they messing around?
1: <laughs> they must be. <laughs> no,
2: no relation <laughs> to the
1: Canadian. Actually. <laughs> the Canadian oh, dear, fucking shit weirdo Your crazy orc man's made it onto unexplained mysteries on page two.
0: That's it. Oh, the orc man. Oh god.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure.
0: Do the unexplained mysteries people watch Grub and Glory? Because we talk about it on Grub and Glory, and then it appears on Unexplained Mysteries.
1: (laughs) Big fans Uh, of the show. Yeah, it's a small chicken in Yellowstone Hot Springs. Huh. Oh yeah, he, about got
0: that? Ch- he got chucked out, didn't he? Uh, what else? Uh, do you want to read do- that? One. Nasser have done can a new I, study Can I hobbit? have
1: the man cooks chicken? Can I yeah, have the on. man cooks chicken after hobbit?
0: Yeah, go on then. Hobbit.
1: Oh yeah, no, we, we we didn't we do
2: that in? Um, but sure, I'm, I don't mind you reading that one again because I got annoyed with it saying it was it was a frying. Of chi- no, we didn't cover it in club and glory. I'm sorry, it was just in my Twitter feed, and I got annoyed like <laughs> how my journalists and i said is the retardation a requisite prerequisite of of being a journalist or does it just come like after you've done like your first few stories (laughs) because
1: because they don't have real journalists anymore they only have activists and when there's a slow day on racism or lgbt or whatever they have to cook up some article to actually get paid and that's what happens
0: Cooker, I see what you did there. That. Do you want to do the bit now? No, no uh, you've, <laughs> you've done the opening pun.
2: <laughs> before, before Nordic gets into it, can I just say you don't fry a chicken in in scalding hot steam. You can't fry it. has <laughs> got. Oh,
0: wrong. Did they say? Oh, did they say fry in the in the one you read then?
2: Yeah, it was like try, man trying to cook frying chicken in in a hot springs, and <laughs> just like you fucking idiots. What do not know why they
0: say they discovered two chickens on one of the hot springs? Was it just like a regular chicken and he was just hoping it'd drop out of the sky, all plucked and everything?
1: Mate, this this dude's got to be a read hard. Right, so this is Yellowstone Hot Springs, right? For those that don't know, and uh, although they probably will, Yellowstone is a fucking super volcano.
0: Not to be okay? confused with Jellystone, where Yogi Park. Bear lives.
1: Yeah, not to be confused with Jellystone. Yellowstone is a massive supervolcano that if it ever explodes, it will probably wipe out the entire Earth. (laughs) So, a visitor has been banned from the park after being caught attempting to use the hot springs to cook chicken. (laughs) The natural beauty and hot springs of Yellowstone National Park attract thousands of tourists from all over the world on an annual basis. But while most people are there for the sights, now and again, someone turns up with a somewhat different agenda in mind. According to reports, on August 7th, park rangers were made aware of a group of people, including a child, who had been seen hiking towards Shoshone Geyser Basin carrying a variety of cooking pots. When one of the rangers investigated the site, they discovered two chickens on one of the hot springs. One of the group, it seemed, had actually attempted to use the heat from the springs to cook them. (laughs) The culprit was later ordered to appear in court and has since been fined $1,200 and banned from the park for two years. Two others from the group were also cited for walking in the thermal area. It is not permissible for visitors to stray from the paths or throw things into the hot springs. You know, because it might spring back and hit you in the face. The case echoes another similar incident from 2001 in which TV host John Curley and his producer, were caught filming an on-air segment which also involved cooking chicken using the hot springs. The show later apologised, admitting that the stunt had been, quote, plain dumb, unquote. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of what happens when you inbreed.
2: (laughs) I I do apologise for laughing during your reading, Nordic, but... Al-Akbar in the chat has been saying, UFOs are missiles sent by Allah to kill Christians. I like to fuck my chickens. The
0: supercano sent by Allah. It is Allah's cooker. Uh, I, then, well, well, I was, well, I was trying to find out what temperature the hot springs get to. I couldn't find it. But I did find that in- interactions with hot springs have led to more injuries and deaths at the park than any other natural feature, according to Yellowstone's website. More than twenty park patrons have died from burns suffered after they entered or fell into hot springs,
1: according are to travel and leisure. They are retarded actually. That was a stupid question. I don't even know why I asked it. I mean,
2: <laughs> these should have been featured
0: in the Darwin Awards. We'll have to tell you. About
1: this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: So so I'll find another one. It's uh, it's it's from Foodandwine dot com, and they said park rangers don't want you cooking whole chickens in the keys. What
2: what about a chicken leg or a bit of chicken breast? Then it's against their freedom. (laughs) Yeah, surely there's something in the
0: constitution that allows them to do that.
2: I mean, don't they understand when George Formby fought on Bunker Hill against the English? It was like. I will die for my right to cook chicken in natural geological formations. George (laughs) Formby, you know, one of the founding fathers.
0: Uh, I think that's someone else. Uh, George Formby's when I'm cleaning windows. (laughs) Yeah, that was his Gaysburg dress. Gatesburg, Gaysburg? I thought
1: he lived in Lancashire. In in (laughs) my defence, in my defence, Johnny Cat, I did actually ask Hobbit if he wanted to go first, and then I'd tell my story about retard's cooking chicken afterwards. Hobbit saw fit to actually let me go first, so best, he's a kind gentleman.
0: Best <laughs> headline for this story goes to the Guardian: "A foul of the law, <laughs> <laughs> a man's sense oh. cooking chicken in yellow." Yellow's that I'm trying to find out what exactly. Um... This leftist
2: twats have a sense of humour.
0: Holy
1: let's
0: train. get an emoji oh i've got some of yellowstone's accidents so there's some real uh like some some real darwin stuff. uh there is there is the tourist who took a selfie in front of a bison only to be tossed in the air by it the drone that crashed into bubbling park waters oh, and then there's bison. the latest story which has driven him to both vexation and punning uh so then that's a will uh, was it so 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 this geezer, he said, uh, they run afoul of the law. And he said, they cook their own goose by doing something that harebrained.
2: Imagine you cause of death being tossed off by a bison.
1: Yeah. right. <laughs> I just nearly spat my coffee all over myself. Alu akbar said, do not talk about chicken breasts. I can hardly <laughs> contain myself. <laughs> That's around, that is. That is pretty haram, to be fair. <laughs>
2: so I I, I've, I saw an, an interesting headline in Unsolved uh, Unsolved Unexplained Mysteries uh, You you heard this one about uh, Tom Cruise is going to be doing a feature film in
0: space. I thought you a done one. Uh, I on. know that was uh, John Travolta, weren't it? It Was the other one? Uh, yeah. Well, I Well I, I have. A, I've actually downf- downloaded Battle of Battlefield Earth, and I think I may watch it.
2: Oh, um, what's the what's the one which is like Groundhog Day but in Power Armor for Tom Cruise? That was a good film.
0: I can, I can never. Mi- <laughs> Didn't they change the title of it because the first one was stupid? Is it Live Die Repeat? Was what that it,
1: Edge was? of Tomorrow?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, called it's Edge tomorrow, Live Die I... Repeat now, isn't it?
2: Oh, I d- I don't know. I just know it's like Groundhog Day but Power Armor.
0: Isn't the other reason <laughs> that 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 um, cooking chicken in Yellowstone's? Uh, geothermal thing, isn't it? Because it has a lot of sulfur in it as well, isn't it? Like, da- is it not yeah. only dangerous as well?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's like, for example, have you ever tried cooking crumpets over hot coals? I mean, you can do it, and I have, but it's like, mm, it does taste a bit eggy. <laughs> so,
1: oh God! Yeah, yellow, one, yellow In June, June, June I mean, twenty sixteen, a young
0: Oh really? In so June so, twenty sixteen a young visitor died and his body was never recovered after he ventured off a boardwalk in the Norris Geyser basin and crashed through the crust oh. of a superheated highly acidic spring. Oh Christ.
1: Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like um sulfuric acid or something. Like you fall in that, mate, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, so that's <laughs> You know what I them think? you know them cartoons of someone getting acid thrown on them and their skin just melts off and they're like ah! Yeah. That is sulfuric acid in the hot springs, mate.
2: <laughs> wow, scalding hot as acid! That's, uh, <laughs> what, a, what a way to go! Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I saw a, I saw a headline here of a story, uh, but I don't know if Hemi's. Have, have you found all the interesting deaths in Yellowstone Park?
0: Uh, no, I, no. If you found it, then. Oh, okay. No, I was just going to read this headline. It says,
2: Russia, a new bid to beat Tom Cruise into space. Um, I find this headline unusual for a number of reasons. One, Russia was the first to launch uh, an object into space with Sputnik. Well, actually, no, the Germans were the first to launch uh, an object in space with the V-2 rockets, but um, we don't count that because the Germans are foul at everything. Um, but anyway... Russia is attempting to beat the United States by shooting the first feature film in space before Tom Cruise does. Back in May,
0: NASA confirmed... did NASA do both. that in
1: 1969?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they, no they, they had to get a subcontractor and I think that was Stanley Kubrick. Um, but, um, back in May, NASA confirmed or as Ricky would say, Nasa, confirmed that would be... Yeah, it's like, those those satellites are up in space. You don't own space. Nasa owns space. Uh, So, (laughs) anyway, Nasa confirmed to be working alongside veteran Hollywood actor Tom Cruise on a new movie that will at least partially... That would uh, that would be at least partially filmed aboard the ISS. Mm. Not to oh. be confused with ISIS, which is. Oh, uh, Top Cat which...
0: says, Top Cat says, aren't, aren't Cruz and Travolta still in a closet with r Kelly. <laughs> do you remember the South <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: but also do you remember real life yeah. where that <laughs> happened? Yeah.
1: um
2: so if it goes ahead, the movie will be the first feature film ever. Short in Space. Pigs in Space.
0: Like remember, does anyone remember Pigs in Space? Space from the Muppets. Um,
2: oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. no I, I haven't seen the Muppets. That's why Adolf Hitler says he lives on the moon with Lord awesome
0: Lucan and Freddy Starr's hamster. Did he get? Did he get up there <laughs> yeah. in the B fifty two yeah. that was found <laughs> on the moon? Do you, do you remember that one from the Sport from the Daily Sport? B oh, right
2: that, that was a fun article
0: Yeah,
2: but I'm sure Moonbreaker was filmed before whatever this is but this is not content with missing out however Russia has since revealed that it's seeking a leading actress to venture into space as part of a rival plan to beat the US to the punch a competition oh. has been launched by the country's largest TV channel to find a real superhero who will go to the stars at the same time as becoming big international star <laughs> to be fit, well proportioned, and most importantly, Russian. So at least they'll get someone good looking to go up there. I'm hoping if everything yeah. goes to plan, the new movie will be filmed in October 2021.
0: Yeah, what happened to Russian women? Because Russian women in the 80s were the big old fucking babushkas, weren't they? And you know, used to look like Nora Batty, and now all of a sudden they've turned into like super hot birds. I don't. I don't at what point did this change? Um. <laughs> I, f- I think that
1: like, communism
2: yeah. was keeping them under, like, tight wraps, you know, and just <laughs> in boiler suits and uniforms. And then Boris Yeltsin went there, and like, all the women overnight just turned into, like, turbo sluts.
0: They actually yeah. breed them in Siberia, like, like <laughs> model women and all that. Yeah. It's an actual thing. <laughs> right?
2: I can imagine that. I mean, they've, they've had, like, a, a fox breeding program, which they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to make these... Um, the, the animal, the most like submissive and least violent foxes breed together. And then in 50 generations, they got domesticated foxes, which were starting to lose their uniform drab color and have like variations in color, just like dogs and cats do. But in addition to that uh, breeding program, they're like, what's the most violent and aggressive uh, foxes? Yeah, let's breed them together and see what we get. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing that for like at least 50 years. No, it'd be longer now. Probably sixty years, because that was a long time ago. I saw a documentary, but yeah, they're just breeding these foxes to like be increasingly more submissive as well as increasingly more violent. I was like, ah, oh, good old Russians. But <laughs> anyway, back to the to, to the content. It says, um, "Who is this?" Oh, this is Russian. This is not science fiction. This is very realistic version of what may happen in the near future. Channel One CEO Konstantin Ernst. Oh yeah, good good Russian name that is Ernst. said of the movie's plot. Filming aboard the orbital outpost is expected to take approximately ten days. It remains to be seen who will get their movie finished first. Can we send David Lammy into space? Yeah. I think yes. we need some, you know, we need some black British
1: representation. Let's get a GoFundMe up and going.
0: Yeah, we need David Lammy, British You need people. to. What is, what is David? Why does David Lammy I mean, never apologise for, for his part in the uh, his part in the colonisation of India?
2: Yeah, you can't have it both ways, Dave Lammy. If you're Black British, you're equally part of slavery and colonialism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's just as
0: British as me, he's just as culpable as me. Hey,
2: there's an article about David Lammy here in in um, Unexplained
0: Mysteries. Skull of human ancestor it- found in South Africa. How did you know? I was looking at that.
1: Has anyone <laughs> listened to the Brutus stream? No. If I wanted to listen to alcoholics chat and shit, I'd just go down to my local job centre.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hasn't he has has come out? Hasn't has come out for Trump now? Like it's bas- basically whatever happened four years ago. <laughs> Brutus will do it this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if he's come out for Trump that means Trump's gonna lose yeah. <laughs> he's, he's always got a habit of picking like the, the losing horse so Bombo
0: Club um, says Lamy is my, is my monkey's uncle <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, dating back two million years the skull belonged to an early human cousin called Paranthropus Robustus yeah that rolls off the tongue The near-complete skull was discovered by an Australian-led archaeological team that have been exploring the Dromullan cave system near Johannesburg for evidence of ancient human remains. It is the earliest and most complete example of a Paranthropus robustus skull ever found. First discovered in 1938, the species had very large teeth capable of high bite forces may have been at a stage of evolution somewhere between dwelling in trees and walking on the ground. It this still the foxes? Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 they, we're talking about David's family here, you know. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> it shared the earth with one of our direct ancestors, Homo erectus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, these yeah. Two- Vastly different species, Homo erectus, with their relatively large brains and small teeth, and Paranthropus robustus, with their relatively large teeth and small brains, represent divergent evolutionary experiments, said paleoanthropologist Angeline Lees. Oh, she's Australian. Wow, uh, we were really the lineage that won out in the end, Struve put a shrimp on the barbie, oh, Sheila, time a kangaroo down sport. spot. <laughs> Two million years ago, the fossil record suggested that Paranthropus robustus was much more common than Homo erectus on the landscape. The new discovered skull, which was pieced together from... Oh, no, that's not her talking. The new discovered skull, which was pieced together from hundreds of small fragments, may belong to a member of a Paranthropus lineage that lasted one million years. Years, years. Like all other (laughs) creatures on Earth, to remain successful, our ancestors adapted and evolved in accordance with the landscape and environment around them, said archaeologist Andy Herries. We believe these changes took place during a time when South Africa was drying out, leading to the extinction of a number of contemporaneous mammal species. It's likely that climate change produced environmental stressors that drove evolution within Paranthropus robustus. I am on the Galahad tonight in, in honor and support of uh, Dr. Phil. our have degeneracy yeah. correspondence.
0: <laughs> uh, in there. I,
2: I, not that um, I've got a Lidl near me, but I'm pretty sure Lidl do like a, a, a competitor to um, Galahad. I think they call it Excelsior. If anyone's <laughs> got a Lidl near
0: would have been would've be Excalibur, wouldn't it?
2: I think they call theirs Excelsior. That's sort it
0: pronounced Leviosa. <laughs> is,
1: that,
0: is, that, so the, is that the Stella Is that the Stella rip-off or the Bex rip-off? Because they do the Bex rip-off, don't they? Which I can't remember oh, no, the, the, the little Bex rip-off,
2: which is actually really good, is called Perlenbacker, and it's um, 85 pence for a half-litre glass bottle. Really recommend it. I think they're doing it as a lost leader, if anything. Um, But they do this... Mm -hmm. Um, You
1: you mentioned climate change was responsible for the extinction of of some species of animal in South Africa. Two million years ago, yeah. Yeah, were there cars around then?
2: Oh, it's people uh, who were leaving their lights on and they were taking so many holidays to the Costa del Sol. (laughs) I mean, Flintstone yeah. cars, wasn't there, mate? All that feet, that carbon footprint. Yeah, there's big carbon footprints from Fred Flintstone. So you know,
0: that's that, that's what they it.
1: drive up north, you know.
0: Uh, Bet, or your <laughs> no, wheel. Well, if we're talking about Fred Flintstone, it's got to be Betty or Wilma, lads. Betty. Uh, Betty. Betty. Uh,
1: Betty. Hey, just <laughs> Yeah. Is that's
2: is, is this like a black versus white thing, like the blacks go for Wilmer and, and the whites go for Betty? Because <laughs> I always just remember that thing from Red Dwarf when yeah, like yeah. they're talking about Wilmer and I'm just like, you guys have no taste. Betty is far superior of the two waifus. Yeah.
0: I mean yeah. literally literally like Wilmer is like a Jew, essentially. She's like demanding uh, costs loads of money, she? and she uh, and like Betty, Betty and Barney, they just they just live happily, don't they?
2: <laughs> Although to be fair, I would be, I would be thinking of Valma.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> she'll, let, she'll never leave Fred, and we know it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, but Valma's from Scooby Doo, so that's oh, a uh, oh, different oh, God, I forgot
0: About you and your Valma crush.
2: What, what's wrong with what? Valma? I mean, she's hot.
0: The leather Hobbit.
2: Chinkies. She's not a leather That's a retcon, and it's false. It's like saying Anne Boleyn was an ooga black woman, because, oh, you I want
0: to know where those glasses it. are hiding. I think Nordic might be on to, onto onto some there. She might be a Harper.
1: Yeah.
2: No. No, pretty <laughs> she's, she's, she's,
0: she's pure, pure as as the Hobbit's driven... Been watching, Hobbit's been watching too many nonce cartoons.
2: She's pure <laughs> as the driven snow. She is 100 percent Gaelic carrot type.
0: Aloypar says for me it has to be the wax disposal bird, lovely beak.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think your job's crappy? Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's, oh dear. <laughs> Oh, but wait! There's another story. I, I got bored with the anthropology one. Yeah. Um, th- this is from the forums of um uh, unexplained mystery. Kent is becoming the
0: toilet of England. Yeah, I just had a look at that one. Is because it yeah. it's full of Indians? Uh, Kent. Can <laughs> we, it... Do you want me to read the Guardian story? Because there's a link there to it.
2: Yeah, yeah, read it.
0: Post Brexit, oh god, it's a Brexit story. Post Brexit, oh, lorries can make Kent the toilet of England. Campaigners warn, campaigners warn that roads and lay already littered with urine and ex- excrement.
1: What, from all the illegal migrants that they let come in?
0: Or from the foreign drivers they use. Why don't you start for, finding foreign drivers for shitting in our lay-bys? How's that,
1: that, mm-hmm. that
0: for a radical, radical idea?
1: Ugh. How's that for some radical politics, motherfucker? Yeah. Is that extreme enough?
2: <laughs> what if there was, like, a system where, like... The foreign drivers are allowed to come into our ports, but that's where they have to unload and then they drive back. And then domestic drivers drive it the rest of the way. Yeah. And that oh, way, right, you know, we. What,
1: what's, what's that about? Like parking up and then taking a shit in the fucking lay by, man? That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I'm not having a piss in the lay by. You can't have a shit in the lay That's just rude. Do you want to do the one about the Druids rev- uh, called in to reverse an ancient Irish curse?
1: Ah, they always have to be that's lucky funny.
0: charms. Oh,
1: uh, you cannot destroy me, curse. You stupid it, English bastard. Funny enough,
2: you say that, and one of my YouTube recommended videos yesterday, which I watched, was um, the Mandalorian game um, playing Curse of the Druids, which was... Uh, an obscure, low-budget um, point-and-click adventure about mm. druids, and it is fucking grim because there's a scene in it where they're slicing this um, living victim, and they're just like eating bits of flesh from his legs, which they've skinned, and he's just screaming and screaming, and I'm just like, okay, this yeah, is really grim.
0: That's, a, that's, a, that's like something out of a fucking creepy pasta, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> But no, yeah. well, I mean, that's the thing, it is. But often they talk about like how druids have skinned people alive, and often it was as a punishment for like peeling bark off of trees. Yeah. The idea is like they'd skin a patch from you and then they'd nail it to the tree, which I don't think does the tree any good. But, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, we we hear these stories of druids skinning people, but um, we could do that story, and I definitely do want to, but after that or before that. Um, fast radio burst is traced back to its source.
0: Uh, an Irish an Irish farmer who's been plagued by bad luck has blamed the curse caused by a damaged standing stone. When Donald Donald Bolhan Uh-oh. began began to experience a spate of bad luck at his farm near Skibibberin where the fuck is Skibberin County? Corpett?
2: Actually, I I think you'll find it's pronounced Donal. No.
0: <laughs> he thought Donal harder. Donal. Donal, what that ain't. Donal. Um, he thought long like and hard about what might be responsible. He eventually like, linked the mishaps which ranged from flooding on his land to cattle falling ill to Paleolithic, pa- paleolithic standing stone that one of his bulls had inadvertently knocked over a few years earlier. Keen to remedy the situation, he enlisted the, the services of two, two druids, Jan and Karen Tetaru Jan and Karen?
1: Mate, like well, once, which you one's Jan, Jan and
0: which one's Karen
2: out and... of those two? Well, one's if... Jan and the other one's Karen.
0: So they literally, so they literally have... got, so they literally got a Karen into to to, uh, to, to the coast, Gianni the
2: Hello, on the on the druid and he's more druid. We're to do some druids. All right, let's have a look at the stone. Come on, Jan.
0: Right, Jan. All, All right, right, Karen. Jan. Right, Jan. We are going to do some Druid in. <laughs>
1: The ancient Romans did not like the Druids, yes, because the Romans were 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 Catholic and 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 the Druids were pagan. Um, I, I'm not quite sure when in history the two have ever really got on. <laughs> I mean, I, I heard
2: according um, to people like Michael Syrian and um, who's the other Irish gobshite. That they used to send their um, students from Rome to Ireland to study um, because Tara was an ancient seat of learning, and there was a university in Tara up until the medieval era. And it then,
1: wouldn't shock me.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: but then the to, Irish discovered
1: whiskey, do, so they did.
0: I've got two more before we do yours, Hobbit. Do you want to do Poltergeist or Linda Blair talking about the exorcist cursed?
1: The the moral of the story of that one is if um if you have standing stones, then res- respect them, treat them with respect. Don't yeah. don't let animals inadvertently kick your bloody standing stone over, because if you do believe in the gods of the old ways, um, then you the just ask them for trouble. Well, it does. Yeah, it it yeah, appears, it, appears it doesn't
0: even matter if you believe in it or not. <clears throat>
1: Well, uh, yeah. just a well, they,
2: I mean, they do believe it when it's like, hmm, an incredible amount of bad luck's happened to me ever since that stone <laughs> got knocked down. Maybe I should pull <laughs> it back up right.
1: Yeah. Maybe uh, I sim- should call in the Druids. <laughs> right. Similar thing to happened
2: do- to the raw Road Stones.
0: Do you lads want to do the Poltergeist movie curse or the Exorcist the curse?
2: Which one comes uh, first?
1: I looking on it. <laughs> I'll
0: do part of guys because I'm on that anyway uh, June the 4th 1982 82, the chilling cult classic horror movie debuted debuted to cinema for audiences debuted debuted isn't it bet don't know debuted that doesn't seem right to me to cinema audiences for the first time directed by Tobe Ho- it's Toby Hooper isn't it although it's spelled Tobe Hooper produced produced by Steven Spielberg the original poltergeist told the terrifying tale of a family uh, blah 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 um, so this is the poltergeist curse what happened just after the movie was released in 1982 the actress who played the older sister Dana Dominique Dunn was murdered by her abusive ex-boyfriend John Sweeney then around seven, oh. the BBC reporter <laughs> we'll just say that <laughs> Uh, then around seven months before the release of the second movie in the series, the actor who played the evil spirit Kane, Julian Beck, succumbed, succumbed to stomach cancer. The actor who played Taylor, Will Sampson, died one year later following a heart-lung transplant. Most tragic tragic death of all relating to the series, however, was that of its young protagonist, Heather O'Rourke, who died unexpectedly of septic shock following the release of the first film. Uh, has anyone read the 4chan thread about the death of Heather
1: O'Rourke? Uh, dis- disclaimer, Hemi does not think that it was the John Sweeney of the BBC <laughs> that done it, because you don't need to be sued, Hemingford. <laughs> allegedly
0: John Sweeney, the BBC reports. There we
1: go. Yeah. There we go.
0: Uh, this is also a big allegedly as well. Is uh, I read on 4chan that apparently Heather O'Rourke died because she had a blockage in a colon. And I'll lead you to believe I'll I'll lead you to think yourself about how she got that blockage.
1: Oh, interesting. No, Hollywood film,
0: Hollywood film execs is all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah. No. Ha, we found a rubber duck shoved up her ass. See?
0: Yeah. Linda Blair (laughs) speaks out on the exorcist curse former child actually she was in a she was in in like a playboy tits out film weren't she um uh, Linda Blair yeah is it like caged heat or something isn't it it like a porny um women in women behind bars thing
1: (laughs) oh shit (sighs) you gotta love those corny fucking pornos man yeah
0: the red shoe diaries does anyone remember the red shoe diaries (laughs) with with Fox Mulder himself (laughs)
1: <laughs> Anything with Ron Jeremy
2: Wasn't uh, um what's her name the one Tasha Yar on the red shoe diaries yes, oh God
0: we may need to re- review review the uh red shoe diaries, may we not we
2: hmm. <laughs> maybe that'll be only fan's content, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, The Exorcist curse actors Jack McGowan and Vaskili Maliros both died shortly after filming had wrapped, and both Linda Blair and Max von Sydow suffered the loss of close family members during shooting. Jason Miller's son huh? nearly died in a motorcycle accident, and several several actors were injured on set. Uh, yeah, that Linda Blair. In, have you heard about that injury? Um, you know, when she gets kind of like she goes up in the air and she gets flung around a bit. Basically, something she went really wrong with how she was around. strapped in and it fucked her spine up. She oh. fractured her lower spine and was left in agony.
1: That doesn't shock me. Like, um, Who was it? Uma Furman came out and said that when she was filming um, Kill Bill, Quentin Tarantino actually put her in some very life-threatening situations. And sort of thought it was all a joke. It seems like these Hollywood producers and directors don't really give a shit if anyone fucking catches it, like when Brandon Lee took a bullet on fucking mm. the set of the crow.
0: Oh, it's actually Funboy that shot him, weren't it?
1: Yeah. It's
2: so weird the circumstance of his death.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, it is. I, I
2: think films have gotten worse since that time because now there's a lot more like oh, yeah, health and safety, we can't really injure the actors or the stunt doubles when Mm. when doing these things. Like, you've seen on Mad Max 2 where they're doing that chase scene and they're on the the road, it's doing about 40 miles an hour, and you can see, like, the stunt actors, they are really hesitant, leaping from their cars onto the lorry because it's got spikes on it. But also, it's like... They're going at 40 miles an hour. If you mess it up, you're going to fall and have a very bad case of concrete rash. And also you might get run over because there was a lot of cars. Yeah. So, and
0: mm-hmm. Stuff like the Indiana Jones, the one where he goes under the truck, that's really dangerous, isn't
1: it? I think I mean, Jason did, Statham said he nearly died on, um, on set of The Expendables. Cool. But yeah, he did so, you know. something about him nearly drowning or something, but because he was a former like Olympic swimmer or something. Like Jason Statham's actually quite an active bloke for an actor, like he was a kickboxer in his younger years, quite a good kickboxer as well. Like he was a competitive swimmer. Like this geezer's has done everything.
2: You know, there's uh, I've got this theory that these these action actors are actually just public cover for being their real job, which is um hit men for hire. Because <laughs> imagine you're like you're for whatever reason somebody's hired Matt Damon to come kill you. And you go and you go in police protection. It's like, can you describe your attacker? Yeah, he's Matt Damon. They just be like, Stop wasting police time or arrest <laughs> you. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, please, could you arrest me? I need to be in this cell. Yeah, I mean, it that's the like thing. Uh... Nobody would believe you if Matt Damon no. hadn't just allegedly just Matt Damon. By the way, if you're listening, I'm not saying you're a killer. Please don't come kill me. But <laughs> if someone like Matt Damon was coming to kill you and you survived, and you're trying to tell people I'm being pursued by a killer, can you give us a physical description? Better than that, here's a photograph of the killer. That's Matt Damon. Get off here, you schizophrenic! But yeah, um, someone like Jason Stay with that sort of thing. You know, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure this this is like. Uh, how far do I need to go with this? Uh, have I explained this sufficiently?
0: Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in scientists, I, in scientists are having another go at killing us. Scientists have identified a bacterium that seems surprisingly capable of surviving in the vacuum of space. Now, what the fuck <coughs> do you need a bacterium that survives
1: in the vacuum of space for? because why not because eventually they're going to make a zombie virus (laughs) i can't wait for zombie virus
2: in other words a bacterium where even the vacuum of space won't kill it great sure
0: yeah Yeah. scientists have long speculated over what processes might have given rise to life on other worlds one such process which is known as panspermia involves life from one planet being transported to to another on asteroids and comets that have come into contact with an inhabited world. Given how long it would take organisms such vast... to carry such organisms such vast distances, however, it would need to be possible for them to survive in the vacuum of space, perhaps. Really? Oh, this is the real kicker. For millions of years at a time. So basically what they want to do is they want to get one of those and stick it in a fucking lab, don't they? Sounds uh.
1: legit.
2: This panspermia thing, I mean, whilst it all sounds plausible and stuff, to me it sounds like a lot of people say, this is how life came to be, and it's like, no, it's not. Because you're saying this is a seed, it comes to a planet, and then it gives life, and it's like, right, so where does that seed come from? That seed had to come from...
0: Well, they're they're implying something by calling it panspermia, aren't they?
1: Hmm. So oh, sexy, yeah. but yeah, but fuck Does scientists, the they're going to kill on all of us. The other planet. Does yeah. the planet is on the other planet, Hemi? Yeah, well, yeah, it's
0: got to come from a planet with life on it, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's got hmm. the word sperm in it, so you just naturally assume it just, you know, jacks it off, you know. Uh,
0: so, with Trump's presidency nearing an end, could now be the ideal time for him to disclose America's UFO
1: files? Doubt. Mate, Boris oh. Johnson's in our fucking chat.
2: Speaking fantasy, of which, can I, can, can I just say, because I, I know um, we've got some people in the chat crit, uh, critical of Theresa May, myself included. Yeah. But I will say one thing in her defence. Did you know that she stopped the extradition of Gary McKinnon to the yeah. USA? And then when they said, oh, yeah, we're going to charge domestically, it's just like, she, so you know what? Nah, we're not going to yeah, charge you domestically. For those of you yeah. not aware, um, Gary McKinnon, Count Dankler, did a, a video about him recently. He's the computer hacker which hacked into uh, the Pentagon and found out about extraterrestrial space fleets. Um,
0: yeah, because that's all you yeah. yeah. wanted to dial find out, wasn't
2: it? On dial yeah, just, up. Yeah, I, like, which,
1: on dial up. While getting
2: I, I'm, high. Yeah, I'm surprised about that as well. I mean, it's just that's dedication to the cause. It's just, Yeah, it is. Yeah, he, um, good on him, I say. Good good on that man.
1: Well, did you see why Theresa May um, blocked the extradition and everything? Because he had uh, Asperger's. Because he had yeah, Asperger's I... and was autistic, she blocked it because it was inhumane. And she said sending him to America would basically be um, sending him to commit suicide because of how America would treat him
2: i just got a feeling that it would be a case of, like, so often with these people, it's like, all right, you've proven that you're smart and capable, so your choice is either you, you rot in the prison cell for the rest well, of your you life. Or you can't work. Yeah, so i just got a feeling that a GCHG says, you are quite yeah. clever. Can can you get us into the Pentagon? We'd like to have a, yeah. you know, not, not that we're going to spy on our mates, but we wouldn't mind having a look in there, and, uh, you know, we'll pay you and make sure you don't get extradited.
1: I think the same thing Hobbit I think that was the terms of his um, not the terms of the block of his extradition but I think that may have been the terms of them dropping all the charges in the UK is that he went to work for the government because that's what they do they don't want to imprison all these fucking super hackers they want to fucking hire them
2: I just like to think um, yeah he's too much of a useful asset to imprison but I like to think with a case like Gary McKinnon he'd just be like uh, no, actually, uh, I'd like to work for UK Customs uh, and Border Force. Why? Because they confiscate all the good ganja which you guys uh, confiscate.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: actually, Harry Harry Dunn hasn't been forgotten. Um, the 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 US the US Embassy or the US diplomatic service has withdrawn um diplomatic immunity <clears throat> in future cases of anyone that commits the act that the woman did that resulted in the death of Harry Dunn so things have been done about it the americans just wouldn't let us have a have yeah. a you know but we wouldn't let them have gary mckinnon at the end of the day they wanted gary mckinnon because he'd caused millions upon billions worth of damage to U.S. security infrastructure, he would taken the piss out of their systems, and we basically turned around and said, no, you're not having him, fuck off. (laughs) So it's a bit of tit for tat, really, I think.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I I, I was seeing in the chat about Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, he says, I've made sweet, sweet love to Theresa May and Brian May, and James May, I just love Mays.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but that's probably the only decent thing Theresa May done in her entire career.
0: Yeah. Pretty fucking useless, isn't she?
1: She is pretty fucking useless.
2: At least she did one good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is very true.
2: Hmm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I, was actually, I, also, no. I was going to read this uh, headline, wasn't I? I was going to read about uh, yeah. fast radio burst. What headline? Fast radio. Hmm. Fast
0: radio. Oh,
2: burst. fast radio
0: bursts.
2: Yeah. For the first time, astronomers have traced a fast radio burst or, or FRB back to its original source, a magnetar. Fast radio bursts, which last oh. magnetar. Fast radio bursts, which last mere milliseconds yet generate as much energy as the sun does in an entire day, have remained something of an enigma since their discovery back in 2007. Now, at last, we may be on the verge of explaining what is producing these phenomen- phenomena I mean, thanks to a team of. I mean. Yeah, I was uh, rubbing my eyes and it made everything blurry. Um, then, thanks to a team of astronomers who have pinpointed the source of a burst that was detected back in April. Using data from two separate observatories in North America, the team managed to trace the burst back to a Magnetar. A highly magnetized dead star. Situated. He was just quite
0: foot. Magnetar.
2: No, that's Skeletor. No, you, you're thinking of um, the, the leader of the Decepticons. Cool. Yeah, yeah, the leader of the Decepticons. Magnetar Mm. is situated 30,000 light-years away. A type of neutron star, these dense, compact objects have magnetic fields trillions of times more intense than that of Earth. Yeah, but how many more times is that than Olympic swimming pools? The fast radio burst itself lasted a mere fraction of a second, but was highly luminous. Given the source...
0: Uno Card Game said Mm. it was a USA submarine in space is what he found on the computers.
2: Well, Yeah, as as you do, you find a submarine in space. No, no as, you know, no questions as how it got there. Yeah. Um, given the source distance, this is the most luminous radio burst ever detected in our own galaxy," said Danielle Mitchellie, who's <laughs> one of the team working at British Columbia's. Be I, 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 I
0: bet shouldn't he? Danielle. With a
2: name like Danielle, okay, woman's voice. Yeah, yeah, I know, it is. Um, ah, but they're all trannies in Canada, so I'm still right using that accent. Um, but anyway, the luminosity is still lower than that of fast radio bursts coming from outside of Milky Way, but it demonstrates that magnetars can release a huge amount of radio energy with properties like those of FRBs, implying that at least some FRBs are probably coming from magnetars, now I need some estrogen, please. Rap.
0: Oh, don't don't you've just made me think of that fucking 4chan thread. The one about the uh the flatmate that was a tranny that was you that was brewing up uh, tampons and stuff.
2: Oh, I was gonna say, was it like the I was, there was a Reddit post about um a tranny gets invited to a, a woman's sleepover and she gets the wrong idea and she'd been on cocaine. And the, the, the summary of it was we all feel really uncomfortable around this woman who's just as much a woman as we are. How do we uninvite her from further gatherings?
1: Yeah. Oh, 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 Hemi, while we're on the subject of trannies and fucking hackers and stuff like that, do, do you remember Bradley Manning?
0: You mean Chelsea Manning? Surely you you, even bigger.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. (laughs) Like, do you not think that's strange? Like, he fucking exposes all of that shit going on in Iraq. Exposes all of it. Some really damning stuff. He goes to prison and then he turns into a fucking tranny. Do you not think that's a bit of strange?
0: That's to discredit the whole thing, isn't
1: it? Yeah. I mean, do, you rec- do you reckon just... they turned him into a tranny? Do you, rec- do you reckon that's possible?
0: Well, they did it in truth, Angel.
1: <laughs>
2: but, I mean, I think it's possible to torture somebody to the point where they, you know, they just like, yeah, you're going to be a tranny now. I'm starting to wonder if. It's not quite foreign style.
0: They,
2: did, yeah, they, well, they so did it
0: to truth, well, Angel. Truth Angel was telling the truth, weren't
1: he?
2: Huh? Ah, there you have it. I'm starting to yeah. wonder if the same thing happened to Bruce Jenner, and that's why he knows.
0: Possibly. No, that no, that was fucking that was fucking Chris Jenner just fucked his fucked his head up. That that's quite simple. That one is. Yeah, but There's it's
1: all the steroids
2: the type of psychological torture. Is just like, hey, yeah. you know, would be really. Good yeah, can you imagine being in a house
0: in a house with them fucking vacuous bitches. That is psychological torture. You don't need the government to be no. fucking your head up. They, they'll they'll do a good enough job by themselves, won't they?
2: After I a few just, months of living there, it's like, right, I can't stand this anymore. I'm getting my dick chopped off. See yeah. you guys in a few months.
1: I just thought it was really weird. Like I was looking into the Bradley Manning um leaks like a couple of years ago. And while I was looking into it, I found out that he'd that he'd trend transgendered or whatever into into this Chelsea Manning character. And um the first thing that popped into my head was have the US government done that as a punishment? Uh, is it half as a punishment and half as a test to see if they can actually brainwash people into questioning their own gender?
0: Can be. I mean, he's a captive audience. He's in prison, isn't he? So.
1: Mm. Like clock, fully Clockwork Orange style.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyone yeah. who hasn't seen Clockwork Orange, go watch that film.
2: Yeah. But the thing I, I, I've got to ask myself, I mean, it, it's one thing, and I do believe it's true, that it does happen. I mean, we, we see cases of um with Bob wants to know, is
0: a millisecond like a millipede? Yes.
2: Yes, it is. Um, but, it, I mean, we see these, these stories. I mean, it is Munchausen syndrome by proxy, where these were, like, yeah, I'm gonna transition my son into into a girl and have his Yeah, yeah. because I I love him in care. It's so
0: the much best. About it's him. the best kind of Munchausen by proxy because you because you have everyone cheering you on while you do it. You don't have to hide it like yeah, uh, not. like that nurse. At least you're thing. not
1: actually murdering the kids.
2: Yeah, uh, which I don't want to talk but about. It's,
0: it's not murder. It's not murder. Forty five percent of the time they top themselves, is it?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. I was literally about to make that exact same comparison. No, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, we don't murder the kids. They oh, just murder yes. themselves.
2: Yeah. And, well, they, they murder themselves when, like, shit, I'm a freak, and uh, <laughs> everyone's just, you know, pretending because they're too scared to say I'm a freak. Yeah. But now <laughs> I'm no <a> sexual <laughs> feeling and it hurts, and there's a gaping wound yeah. where my penis used to be. Why is it?
1: And I'm a freak. Gets-
2: <laughs> yeah, why, why did anybody warn me about this? Why were they all just happy to take my money to do the surgery and not say, "Yeah, by the way, you'll have no sexual feeling, and you'll be in pain for the rest of your life, and have so many discharge."
1: Are we, um, are, we like fashioned... like are, right. <laughs> are we ready to talk about good old fashioned are right.
0: Are we ready to talk about a good old fashioned Cockney blag now, mate? Yeah, in I've in got.
1: An bit, heart bit,
0: heart like
2: heart just, heart. I want to say because I'm, I mean the, the stuff does disturb me. I want to say. Like, okay, I believe Nordic's right. What if they aren't, like, torturing people and turn them into trannies? But also, why are, like, men fucked up volunteering to be turned into trannies? I don't know why, and uh, I'll leave it at that.
1: Mm. I think we should probably cover it on an episode, the whole WikiLeaks, Bradley Manning, Snowden situation. We could probably fad an hour out with that stuff. I
2: haven't been able to stop playing for my microphone all this time. I hope it hasn't. <laughs> no, I haven't actually.
0: It, Hobbit, so, no, you've done all right, mate. Oh, that's all right then.
1: But yeah, you let me know when we're getting on to Brinks, Matt. I've got a, uh, I've got an article, article sat right up ready.
0: Go on, then. right. You can, you can kick off. You <laughs> can kick off then,
1: Nordic. All right then. So the Brinks Matt was one of the biggest fucking blags in the fucking UK and it happened in the eighties back when taking blags was the big thing. Armed robberies on cash trucks, banks, security vans, all the rage, weren't it? Weren't yeah. it They
0: were blagging. So
1: we've got the curse of Brinks Matt, an ex-cop with an axe in his head, and a great train robber shot dead in Marbella. This, is, uh, this article was the 5th of May 2012. It was pitch black and icy cold when security guard Richard Holiday arrived to open Unit 7 on a scruffy trading estate near Heathrow Airport. Inside this nondescript warehouse was one of Britain's biggest secure vaults, it used to store currency, precious metals and other high-value consignments. Four colleagues joined him, but the fifth man rostered for duty, 31-year-old Tony Black, was late, and when he finally showed up, he looked pale, unkempt, and apprehensive. Black disappeared, mumbling something about the toilet, but instead went to the oh, front mate, door. I had some jelly heels and
0: welks and they're just not sitting right, son. I've, <laughs> got, to go to, I've got, got to go to the shitter, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brian Robinson... And fellow robbers, Mad Mickey McAvoy, Brian Perry, and three other men were armed and waiting in a stolen blue transit van. (laughs) Thanks to Black, the robbers knew the vault contained gold, cash, and jewelry worth up to three million pounds. No, they didn't. no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They even knew no, 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 they, they didn't.
0: But no, Black Black thought there was three million there. there. He didn't know there was gold there.
1: No, he didn't know the gold was there. They he even thought knew was, there was three, there was three million there. And I, th-
0: and I think he couldn't get him into the main vault, could he? So no, that, the, so the, that, the
1: guard couldn't remember the code. Yeah, that the guard, they'd recently changed the codes, and because of the heat of the moment, the guard, the guard had forgotten the code. Well, that was lucky he didn't get that it. And the it fact needed. they threw petrol on him as well. <laughs> yeah, threw petrol on all of them because that, that mm-hmm. was a very common tactic by armed robbers back in the day chuck a load of petrol over people, like wave some shooters around, and then walk out with a load of DOSH. and that was usually how they did the job. The guns often weren't weren't loaded. Um, They even knew which of the two security guards had the combination numbers for the safes inside. Yes, they knew which guard would have the number, but the guard forgot the number. It was Saturday, November 26th, 1983, and what followed on that chilly morning still reverberates today. The Brinks-Matt Bullion... Remains the biggest and most notorious heist ever to take place on these shores. Worth yeah, because there's also there's also
0: a, a Yank one, isn't there? There's a Brinks mat. There's a Yank one as well, which was like yes, which is like Brinks mat are like shit as fuck, isn't that not Yeah, they're <laughs> famous for two things. One is the robbery in in Heathrow, and one is the uh, the the robbery in I think it's uh, JFK, isn't it? Is the other the other one was that? Yeah.
1: Um, So, worth a staggering $500 at today's gold prices, the robbery transformed not just Britain's criminal underworld, but the face of Britain itself, its tentacles helping to unleash a tide of illegal drugs and accompanying violence. The double-strength ecstasy that killed schoolgirl Leah Betts in 1995 was almost certainly brought into Britain using the Brinks map proceeds. Oh, go
0: back to the episodes. Was, I think it's 3, 4 and 5, were not it, Hobbit? With the uh we did about ecstasy. We did about the rave scene, ecstasy and the Essex boys murder.
1: Essex boys. Yeah. Ecstasy. It's
0: what Cuz Kenneth the, Noy, the, the Kenneth, Essex, the Essex Kenneth Noy killed um Cuz Kenneth Kevin, Kenneth Noy backed um, uh, Pat Tate, didn't he? Kenneth Noy lent, yeah. lent Pat take the money. I think technically yeah. their
2: bets died of um,
1: water drowning. She she drank too much water. Yeah.
2: And yeah. you can't wee when you're on E.
1: So uh. her, her father though was a was a high ranking police officer, and you know it's quite it's there's a lot of suspicion that the the copper had everything to do with the death of the Essex boys. And uh, Mike Steele and was it Jack Wombs? Yeah, Mickey Steele uh, and Jack Wombs, yeah. Yeah, they took the fall for a crime they didn't commit. So, the double strength ecstasy. to yeah, we've done that. The consequences have been devastating, too, for the gangsters who took part in the crime of the century. The Brinks, Mat Gold has claimed more than 20 lives so far, with countless more lives ruined. Some have been shot dead as a warning to the rest of the underworld, others disappeared without a trace. As the 30th anniversary of the robbery approaches, there is no sign that the killings are going to stop. Only one third of the bullion has been recovered and the case remains open. Even today, a new generation of British gangsters are locked in a vicious battle for the remaining ingots, which they believe now lies secreted in the lock-ups of south east london or the fields of kent one by one those involved have been have been being picked uh, what does that involved have been being picked uh, does that no that's that, that's, a that ju- that's a
0: journalist that hasn't no it, it's being picked off isn't it yeah, they've, they've put an extra word in there. Well, you
1: take the <laughs> you take the being out involved have been picked off. You wouldn't yeah. put the being in there. Yeah.
0: Out of it, picked no, off
1: can't
2: like to Shift that much gold. I mean, you're the expert on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Adolf.
1: Wait. Yeah. You just dump in a Swiss one. lake,
0: don't you, boys? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those involved have been be have been picked off like targets in a funfair shooting gallery, says one of the police detectives involved in the original investigation. No wonder so many of those touched by the robbery believe they have been cursed. The first, the, the first, the security guards inside Unit 7 knew of the raid, was when a man in a yellow berlaclava pointed a semi-automatic pistol at their faces and told them all to hit the floor. Oh, so they were just basically going over the... Going over the robbery, one of them had his trousers pulled down and petrol poured in his lap. He was warned a match would be lit and a bullet put in his head.
0: That's Mad Mickey (laughs) McAvoy.
1: Yeah. Oh, the numbers had been changed and the guards didn't know what the numbers were when they tried to put it in. So then, so then they Um, were basically like, "Fuck,"
0: (laughs) weren't they? They were like, "They were like them pairing in the bookies in uh, snatch, weren't they?" (laughs) <laughs> but then yeah. uh, but then they looked in some boxes and then they found all, uh what three ton of gold didn't they three tons of fucking gold.
1: uh it was shortly before 7 a.m when the final when the gang finally stepped inside the vault where fluorescent lighting revealed a carpet of drab gray containers no bigger than shoe boxes inside each container were 12 perfectly formed bars of pure gold The robbers prized off a few more lids to reveal the same awesome sight. There were a total of 6,800 gold bars weighing three and a half tons and worth 26,369,778 pounds. They also found hundreds of thousands of pounds, travelers checks and rough diamonds. It was an Aladdin's cave of treasure. Now, it's worth bearing in mind that 26,000... Uh, 26 million in gold is just gold unless you can shift it. Right? Shifting that much gold is not going to be fucking easy. Because if Phil was here, Phil would agree that if you try and shift that gold you are going to fuck the market up like no man's business. Oh, hold on. Top Cat wants to know,
0: to Top wants to know, was Rise of the Foot Soldier based on E&A? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <mate>. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah, as Doughboy said, mate, all that Gold Creek ripples in the market. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, because uh, yeah, while like... I was doing while I was doing my research, I, was, I found out that like the gold market is like a very, very—it's almost like a living, breathing thing. The people, the people that study the gold market know that when stuff's coming in, the when when something's being dumped into the gold market, they know immediately. Yeah. So a lot of this went yeah, through, and good. it was and it was noticed, and it was noticed.
1: Yeah, oh, so we've got Donald Urghart, um, a money launderer who was taken out by a professional hitman in, in West London. We've got Daniel Morgan, an ex-cop who delved too far into the Brinks Mat aftermath and got an axe through his head. Oh, that that wasn't...
0: Uh, I I'm not entirely sure that was, that was to do with the Brinks Mat. Has anybody ever listened to the... Uh, I think it's called Untold. Uh, podcast which uh, is all no. about the daniel morgan murder um yeah because also another guy that killed that that he got killed is one of the guys that they think is behind daniel morgan's murder um oh shit i can't remember the copper's name sid fillery i think okay yeah he's um, another one we got charlie the
1: wilson cast. oh charlie wilson's a notorious figure a great train robber lost three million of Brinks' map money on a drug shipment and was shot yeah uh nick whiting it was claimed he had opened up to police his mutilated body was found stabbed nine times and had been shot uh joey wilkins fraudster and vice king secretly acted on behalf of the police died mysteriously after an apparent robbery uh, John Bristow made the mistake of knowing one of the robbers and it cost him his life. you You seen that Donald Urquhart,
0: bloke? He looks like a fucking Bricktop.
1: Yeah, he does. <laughs> he proper looks like Bricktop, mate. And fucking this uh, John Bristow looks like Raoul Moat's dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Fordham, the detective constable, was stabbed to death at Noyes Kent Mansion in 1985. Yep. Yeah, that's the dude that tried to arrest That like, is Noy, well
0: fucking it? fishy that is, isn't it? It's like um, yeah. sta- stabs a fucking copper while he's on the thing and gets away with self-defence
1: Yeah uh, Stephen Cameron stabbed to death by Kenneth Noy in front of his girlfriend Daniel Danielle Cable um, Anyone, Most people know about the Stephen Cameron murder That was basically an incident oh, of that, road that rage John, wasn't That it?
0: John Fordham looks like a proper lad doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he does. Uh, Solly Nahome, whatever sort of name that is, financial (laughs) advisor to the notorious Adams family, gunned down by a motorcyclist in London in 1998. Initially, McAvoy was cautious, but he then made a classic error by leaving his council house in Dulwich, South London, and moving into a mansion on the Kent border. He also bought two Rottweilers, named them Brinks and Matt. Other gang. <laughs> he have diamonds? I think. Other...
0: He had, I think he had like uh, diamond and crusty collars on him as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. Other gang members were irritated by his clumsiness. Eleven days after the robbery, Robinson, McAvoy, and White were arrested and later charged with robbery. Black and also black and also black.
0: Because Black was one of the security guards who was the brother-in-law of... uh, Which one was he the brother-in-law of? I can't remember.
1: But he's now in uh, Uh, witness protection. Yeah, Yeah, Black. Black's in witness protection. Yeah. Black was sentenced to six years imprisonment with a warning from the judge. Never again will you be safe. You and your family will forever be fugitives from those you have so stupidly and so wickedly helped. Then in November 1984, after a month-long trial, McAvoy and Robinson were found guilty of robbery and each sentenced to 25 years' imprisonment. White was found not guilty. Uh, The sheer size of the brinks Hall of gold bullion had created a huge problem because the gang needed a conduit through which the gold could travel. It had to be smelted, disguised, and sold back into the gold industry. Before it could be turned into cash, yeah, because they, the yeah, what, what they used to, to do look- when
0: they when they smelted it down, they throw they'd throw a load of like copper and stuff in with it to uh, to yeah. uh, knock the purity it. off. Yeah. Oh, because all yeah.
1: like, metallurgy could have got like a signature and saying, "Oh, yeah,
2: that gold's from X forge."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, they're they're all looking for pure gold, so you don't want it to be pure. Uh, The robbers had to look outside their close circle of associates to find people to handle the gold and here they made a big mistake Anyone who knows anything about committing crime is you stick to what you're good at If you don't have someone with you that can do a task that you need doing then abandon the job because at the end of the day when you start looking outside your circle and you start looking for new people and involving different people, that's more people that know. And the more people that know, the more chance you are of getting caught. <clears throat> uh, especially,
2: villains, especially with this much like, money on the table
0: as well. Yeah, these, these fuckers. Yeah, they're, they're they're swimming with sharks now, aren't they? I mean, they're just kind of like yeah, that's they ridiculous. were kind of like minor black minor blaggers, weren't they? But now they're they yeah, in the fucking. They were just
1: blaggers. Yeah. Yeah, they were just blaggers looking for three million out three the million, thing, million cash the out. Thing of the, that, place the thing that confuses me is million gold. The thing that
0: confuses <sighs> me. Is one transit gonna move three ton of gold?
1: Um, yeah. What's the payload yeah,
2: of transit? Ah, oh, we would have to ask our resident um yeah, I, the, I, I think it can carry I, I think it can carry seven and a half tons in a in a van
0: no you can't ca- you can't carry seven and a half ton in a van
2: oh no it's payload won't be but i mean the total weight can be a maximum of seven and a
0: half tons no it can't so- That's
1: seven and a half ton
0: in a transit no way
1: mate yeah them all transits Sorry, you I'm, could I'm, well overpack them
2: the maximum you can carry in uh uh on the class c license is seven and a half tons and there's some really big vans.
1: Yeah, yeah could, but we're talking 1983, boys. This would have been one hench fucking Ford Transit van.
2: It would have had to have had um, probably a bit of beefed up suspension because otherwise it'd have been very suspect of like. Hmm. Right, so <laughs> gross
0: payload. gross payload is nine nine one kilograms. As little as that. Uh, let's have a look. I mean, oh my god! I mean, once you put the I, know, mixture- I know, hold on, Hold on! Hold on! What do you
1: got? Hold on, hold on. The
0: prat who drives
1: the... the van doesn't know. <laughs> well, I, don't drive any, I
0: don't I do I only drive a little fucking Peugeot. Um, right. Ah, so mate. the biggest, the biggest <laughs> payload I can see, fifteen sixty kilograms. That's, uh, yeah, that's That's about three tonne, isn't it? Fifteen sixty kilograms is one and a half tonnes.
1: Yeah. are you judging this on the 1983
0: um god knows what i don't think you can find specs for those but i'm just i'm just going for like a rough but it would have um, been struggling it would have been struggling anyway
1: oh yeah even if they had if the, even if they turned struggling. up with
0: a big one it would have been fucking struggling with return on it
1: yeah Uh, what have we got? Where did I get up to? Oh, yeah. Villains who had known each other for years were now having to put their trust in people such as kink crime boss Kenneth Noy, who had convinced McAvoy and Robinson he was the best man to help them turn the gold into cash. Well, of course he'd say he was the best man for it, fuck's sake. The other main player was a 31-year-old businessman. Did anybody did the
0: anybody listen to that Did anybody listen to that um sky when well, I put in the links. Because anyway they, they were talking to the copper that found it. And basically what happened this copper's in the canteen he's talking to this old this this really experienced old boy and he, and, and he eventually gets from him that one uh, of one of the one of the, um, one of the guys that had some, they were tailing a guy called Lloyd. I can't remember his name something Lloyd. <laughs> turns out uh, turns out lloyd is thick as thieves with kenneth noy so that's how that's how noy uh, got involved i think, I think uh, it's that like makes sense kenneth lloyd or david lloyd or something like that
1: the um, the other main player was a 31 year old a businessman in quotations air quotations everyone from bath called john Palmer. He was dubbed Goldfinger after he was accused and cleared of dishonestly handling gold from the Brinks Matt robbery.
0: bark did you yeah, did but- you did you hear any of the stories about what was going on? Their local branch in Bristol, they actually fucking dried it out of money. They were going in and taking cash out of the branch. They dried it out of money. The uh, the bank yeah, branch had to, had to go had to go to the uh, to the Bank of England to get some more yeah, money. Yeah, had
1: to go to the Bank of England to get more money because they'd been cleared out.
0: <laughs> they were taking money out in cardboard boxes, and the people at the, bra- uh, at, yeah. the at the at the fucking branch had nothing to say about it. <laughs> someone in that branch be must have been case. getting backhanders the the manager must have been
1: 100 oh, percent. Yeah. at first Noi was as good as his as his word his mob generated a torrent of cash for the gang in the four months following the robbery one bank handled transaction of more than 10 million mainly held in grubby plastic bags but it, it was while Noy was plotting how to convert yet more of the Brinks gold into cash with a South London crook called Brian Reader that the Brinks villains hit their second major setback. By January 1985, Noy, already under suspicion, was being watched by undercover officers, including Detective Constable John Fordham. They call that foreshadowing. When he and a colleague moved onto the grounds of noise isolated home in West Kingsdown, Kent, Hollywood dressed Cottage. in camouflage gear, yeah, dressed in camouflage gear, disaster struck. Noise dogs started barking, and Fordham found himself fighting their knife wielding owner. Well, I'm not fucking surprised, mate. You start creeping, creeping up my fucking garden in camouflage, man. You're going to find yourself more than just some dogs chewing you. <laughs> well, they, well, the, well, the, thi-
0: the <laughs> thing was, was, the, was the, uh, the two coppers, they were told to get out of there. One of them did, and one, and one of them obviously didn't.
1: Ah, oh, right, yeah. Fordham obviously didn't. Yeah. Noise dogs started barking, and thought. For- oh, right, yeah, read that bit. Um, Fordham suffered at least 10 stab wounds and died two hours later. Reader fled. After Fordham's death, his colleagues discovered a hugely significant piece of evidence... Linking Noy and Reader to the Brinks Mat case. Lying in a shallow gully beside the garage wall were 11 gold bars wrapped in red and white cloth. Some of, the, some of the same red and white material was later discovered in Noy's Ford Granada and operating instructions for a smelting furnace were also found in Noy's Apple Store.
0: Well, what, what um, they say was an Apple store sounds like a little thing, but his Apple store was like an absolutely massive barn uh, because he was okay. also a fence. He, he was a fence for stolen goods. So this um, okay. so this barn was absolutely racked out with, like, stolen goodies.
1: <laughs> okay. Officers were astonished to discover that Goldfinger by Shirley Bassey was primed to play on the stereo system whenever anyone walked into Noise Lounge. <laughs> well, I've heard another rumour, it was
0: the doorbell. So, it, it's a bit oh, of a, okay. I think it's a bit of an urban legend, that one.
1: Yeah, a bit of an urban legend. Around this time, another of the suspected Brinksmack robbers, George, Georgie Boy Francis, was shot in his pub by a gunman who escaped on a motorbike. Francis survived after an operation to remove a 9 millimeter bullet from his shoulder, mm-hmm. but the message had been sent loud and clear to all those connected with Brink's Matt who had not yet been sent to prison. Keep your trap shut.
0: Yeah, because it, well, it, it's, very, it's what, very telling the fact that they only found, um, there's only three... Because although although Noy and Noy and the other guy get mentioned quite a lot, Noy Noy and uh Ian and Palmer weren't actually part of the blag. Yeah, the, they the, peop, the people jail. The people doing the blag were so the people doing the blag was it was Mickey McAvoy. Uh, who else?
1: Yeah. Uh, Brian Perry and George me, Francis. Uh, yeah. Uh, McAvoy Robinson, Robinson, Robinson.
0: Yeah, Robinson. So it's McAvoy. Yeah, Ro- Oh, Robinson and White, wasn't it? Didn't
1: you mention someone White? Yeah, yeah. White, White got no guilty.
0: Yeah, because it's white and black. That's how I remembered White. You yeah, got Anthony, you got Anthony white, Black who's the got inside man. No in You've got White who who was done for it. So so. Uh, what's, I'm looking at the Wikipedia here, so are they saying that uh, Brian Perry and George Francis were also in it, but that still leaves one man that's never been named or even or even um, yeah. spoken about?
1: Yeah. It does. No, you're right. Uh, where was I? Bear with me. I just had to scoot back up, so I'm now having to find where I was again.
2: I'm, I'm getting hey, 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 I mean,
1: By this time sort of, uh, police oh, by this time police believed that at least half the gold had been smelted and sold back to legitimate dealers, including Johnson Matthew, to John, whom I so, know un- Johnson, Johnson Matthew Johnson
0: were the people that owned the gold in the first place. So I think Johnson yeah. Matthew bought back, the, back their own gold. Yeah. But also, which is quite interesting, Johnson Matthey went bust shortly after the Brinks map because they were doing all kinds of dodgy, um, dodgy surprise, financial practices. Surprise. Yeah,
1: it's not right
0: though
2: because the um, the the gold, all of that, that was underwritten by Lloyd's insurers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, <laughs> we, we might do it this week or we might do it next week. But there's there's quite an interesting uh, finish off to this. But anyway, carry on.
1: Meanwhile, the remaining gold worth at least £10 million was was, they believed, buried and undiscovered. Detectives eventually traced the proceeds of the robbery to the Isle of Man, the Channel Islands and the British Virgin Islands, the Bahamas, Spain and Florida. Increasing amounts continued to be invested in property in the London Docklands redevelopment boom of the mid-80s. A- Portion was even used to buy a former section of Cheltenham Ladies College, which was then converted into flats that eventually sold for $1.6 million. Brink's map money was poured into property developments on the Costa de Sol. Noy and Reader were found not guilty of the murder of DC Fordham, but five months later both were jailed in 1986 for handling stolen bullion. It was in jail that Noi became convinced that there was a fortune to be made from ecstasy. The days of armed robberies were numbered. Security vans were monitored with radar by the police and it was virtually impossible to rob a bank. Well, if you, a result, if, you go back, if,
0: if you go back to our Essex Boys episode, basically they, they went from robbing banks and post offices to uh, robbing raves because there was no end of cash and it was yeah. illegal
1: anyway, so they used to get away with more. Yeah. There was just people with suitcases of cash walking around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a result, drugs were emerging as the, new, as the main criminal currency. Ecstasy could be sold to teenagers as user-friendly, although its known side effects, including panic attacks and heart problems, soon became evident. Noi and the Brinks-MAT team could smell a real owner with E it had the potential to give them a return of 10 times on the gold bullion money they would invest in it. Moreover, the investigation into Brink's map was progressing. Bank accounts and assets were steadily being frozen. Inside Swale Side Prison in Kent, noise soon spread the word. From the late 80s to early 90s, Brink's map cash would Deluge Britain with ecstasy. Well, Swale's side Swales,
0: was where he bumped into Pat Tate, one of the, one of the Essex boys yeah. who died in the Range Rover.
1: Yes. Uh, one of the detectives involved in the brinks inquiry explained, there is absolutely no doubt that the flood of ecstasy into Britain <laughs> started largely because of brinks cash that was floating around. The ecstasy tablet that killed 18-year-old Leah Betts after an evening out in Raquel's nightclub in Basel in the Essex. Blah 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 blah. Like, Ra- Raquel's, Raquel's is closed.
0: Raquel's is closed. We can't even yeah. go down there sightseeing anymore.
1: I know, right? It's ruthless. Have a pint
0: in Raffle Raquel's <laughs> to be fucking well cool, wouldn't it?
1: Leah's friend Stephen Smith had obtained four tablets and gave one to Leah because it was her birthday. Never had realised the tablets were double strength. Mate, the double strength for the best ones. The, g- <laughs> the gang's contacts inside Kenton's tabblery and the Metropolitan Police remained invaluable. While still in prison, Noy was tipped off that that together the police and the American Drug Enforcement Agency – oh no, administration – were targeting him along with other members of Brinksmack gang. Noi was told that they almost had enough evidence to implicate him in a huge drugs deal. Noi pulled out of the deal and a costly six-month investigation was abandoned. God, I bet they were fucking pissed. <laughs> Six months straight down the shitter, mate. <clears throat> they did, they On did pass
0: a lot day. onto the DEA, though. They, did, uh, they actually yes. got a lot of good lot of... They they got a lot. They followed a lot of the money because also a lot of this stuff comes out in the. Do you remember the Panama Papers um, leak? Yes. Well, there's actually links to the another another place this links to is the Panama Papers. It's just it's amazing the tentacles that this fucking one robbery has in everything.
1: Well, it did say it. It did say at the beginning of the article the tentacles. So on his release from jail, Tate. Ran Essex's main ecstasy supply route. This is uh, Pat Tate of the Essex boys fame. He yeah. died getting shot to absolute pieces in the back of a Range Rover. And, da, 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 after getting financial backing from Noy and other Brink Smack gang members, the gold from the heist was almost single-handedly helping finance the huge influx of designer drug into Britain. In 1995, Tate was one of three men found shot in a Range Rover in the Essex countryside. They had been lured there by another Brinksmat associate to inspect a landing site for aircraft carrying ecstasy. Interviews with the police and criminals suggest that Tate wasn't averse to horse trading with the police. Oh, horse trading, so giving information on other criminals. Yeah,
0: he sounds like a bit um, of a white bulger, doesn't he? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Was the Brinksmack mack gang's involvement in the ecstasy trade one of the titbits that he had offered them? The death toll of those linked to the Brinks-Mack robbery continued to climb as the years went on. In 1987, ex-policeman Daniel Morgan was found with an axe embedded in his skull in a South London car park bathed. Turns out he met uh, old Ragnar Lofbrook. Yeah, how about that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's. Um, I'm not entirely sure Daniel Morgan is directly linked to it, but the guy. Uh, there's there's another death. Uh, there's a copper that was linked to Daniel Morgan that he was investigating. That that copper died.
1: Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, it was known that he had encountered Noy and his associates. The Brinks curse even touched on the Great Train Robbery gang of 1963. One of them, Charlie Wilson, found himself in trouble when 3 million of Brinks investors money went missing in a drug deal. And oh, can you imagine being on the fucking hook for 3 million. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. T-
0: to someone like uh, fucking Kenneth Noy who stabbed someone just for cutting him Yeah, up. you
1: know. Yeah, you know. In April 1990, he paid the price when a young British hood knocked on the front door of his hacienda north of Marbella and shot Wilson and his pet husky dog, Uh oh, what, before Cawley riding off down the hill on a yellow bicycle. Huh. Did, did they have to mention the, the colour of the bicycle? Yeah. <sighs> Over the next three years, four more shootings were connected to Brink's Matt Raid. Noy was released from prison in summer of 1994, but in March 2000, he was jailed for life for the M25 road rage murder of motorist Stephen Cameron committed four years earlier. Oh, he was
0: also also a mason. Uh, Is that bit in there?
1: Yes. I don't think it is in there. Yeah, but Kenny Noy was also a mason. He was. From 1994 to 1997, five more gangland deaths were attributed in some way to Brinks, Matt. The murder of a witness in the Noy Road Rage case in October 2000 left another bloody mark. The murder... I'll write so a witness got murdered in the Road Rage incident case in november 2001 the shooting in broad daylight of Brinksmat robber brian perry 63 as he got out of his car in bermondsey southeast london sent a shiver of fear through the underworld perry had been murdered right in the heart of his home territory which you know that's that's not something that normally happened Uh, One source close to the, the gang told me certain people wanted their share of the gold, and when it wasn't there waiting for them, they started getting very upset. The cycle of death continued. A few months after Perry's murder, two of his oldest associates were murdered separately near the Kent ports of Chatham and Rochester. Then on May 14th, 2003, Brinksmack gang member George Francis, 63, was gunned down at Point Blank Range as he sat in his car outside the courier business he ran in southeast London. When more recently a bodybuilder confessed to being the dismemberer for the notorious Adams family, it became clear that some of the bodies he had disposed of were murdered because of their links to Brink's mat. Stephen Marshall, 38, had originally been arrested after stabbing a former work colleague to death and cutting his body into pieces. When the body was first discovered, it led to the case being known as the Jigsaw Murder. <sighs> Marshall stunned detectives by alleging that he'd hacked up four other bodies while working for Terry Adams, One of the men responsible for laundering the brinks mat gold. Oh, shit. They had fucking Terry Adams fucking laundering some of the gold. Were they asking? confused with Jerry Adams. Were they asking to all get murdered? (laughs) You know who the Adams family are, don't you, Hemi? Hemi, are you there? Hemi! It brutus got him. <laughs> oh, oh no. What about you? Forgot Hobbit? to, a, you forgot,
0: to un- the- forgot to unmute after blowing me nose. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, I hadn't heard of the Adams family until I come to, in, until I come a, come across it in in this in this uh, research.
1: I've seen it a few a few times popping up, like very 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 fucking notorious. Like oh, one I of the F- biggest crime families. One of the biggest fucking crime families. Uh, as one senior detective who worked on and off on the Brinks-Matt... brinks investigation for more than 20 years commented, Nothing really surprises it anymore when it comes to brinks These villains were out of control, many of them off their heads on drugs, bought with their newfound riches. The trouble was that when that money either ran out or, in the case of some of them, never materialised, there was only one way to respond, and that was to kill people to show others that even 25 years after the robbery was committed, if they dared to cross the gang, they would still pay for it with their life. The Brinksmart villain's epic conversion of gold into cash brought more money into this country than any other gang of criminals in history. And when they spent it, they often helped keep legitimate businesses afloat in the poorer areas of southeast London, as well as Spain's Costa del Sol. At m- at most, detectives only ever laid their hands on about thirty percent of the stolen gold. The rest of it has gone up more than one hundredfold in value since the heist in nineteen eighty-three. I wonder what that's fucking worth now. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, there there remains a hardcore of two hundred and fifty Premier League criminals at the top of the British underworld, many of whom are constantly tracked by the National Crime Intelligence Service. This includes at least three members of the Brinksmatt gang still active after all these years. But Brinksmatt also marked the end of an era in British crime. Robbery was undertaken by far more lucrative, straightforward enterprises such as drugs, arms dealing and racketeering even people smuggling. One former detective who spent five years working on the Brintsmart Inquiry is convinced that a large amount of gold from the robbery lies hidden and that at least two of today's younger London gangs have started breaking a few arms in a bid to locate it. Yeah, because they think they could be
0: in um, South London lockups, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, or Kent. Yeah. He said, it's well known that some of the gold is still out there and I understand a couple of really nasty gangs of younger villains have decided to do everything in their power to find it, he said. It's going to go on long after every single bar of gold has either been recovered or turned into cash because there are a lot of people out there who believe the Brinksmat robbery owes them a living. Uh, The Brinksmack gang quickly realised that the gold bullion is no use if you can't spend it, so Kenneth Noy had no difficulty in convincing them that he could help them turn the gold bars into hard cash. It was a complex operation involving both money laundering and the melting down of the gold but there seems little doubt that the money it generated helped the kink crime boss turn his favourite Mediterranean haven in northern Cyprus into a smaller but more dangerous version of the Costa del Crime. Money from Brink's map was used not only to set up timeshare resorts and build hotels in Cyprus, but also to help gangsters with links to the robbery to buy mansions on the island. Along a five-mile stretch of the coast, Between the port of Crenia and the town of Lapta, South East London gangsters have adopted a champagne lifestyle behind the gates of their luxury homes, similar to that once enjoyed by British crooks in southern Spain. So... I'm going to stop reading the article now because there's still quite a lot to go and like we've, uh, we've not got long left on the show. We've
0: got 15 minutes like, right.
1: so. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realise that article was going to be so fucking long. Well, that's,
0: that's what we want. That's <laughs> what we want, and it? It seems to be spot on, to be honest, mate.
1: Yeah. That's from the Daily Mail as well, to be honest. But like, you wouldn't expect it's something pretty, it's to It's pretty be...
0: in-depth. They've gone into quite a lot of it, haven't they?
1: Yeah. Uh, So it's absolutely amazing that that,
0: that, like three ton of gold can can go absolutely missing.
1: All right. And I've not got much left to finish on this actually. Among them was the secluded two million villa of Dogen Arif, unofficial leader of the Arif gangland family, who terrorised South London with their robbing and drug trafficking operations in the is 80s. That, is that the Turkish they,
0: gang that's mentioned in uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier?
1: Yes, I think so. Uh, they also played a role in handling much of the Brinks Gold, One of the problems with the gold was that it's purity would quickly arouse suspicion if attempts were made to sell it to legitimate traders. That's where Noy and his knowledge of the smelting trade came in. The high grade ingots were melted down and mixed with copper to disguise the quality. The trick was so successful that the assay office in Sheffield even stamped it's seal on some of the cleverly doctored gold. The smelter was later found at the home of Bath businessman John Palmer, but he was cleared of any involvement. Palmer, who often wore body armour, was eventually convicted of timeshare fraud and was jailed for eight years. And then ended up getting shot on his um, estate in was it uh, Marbella? Or something like that? Hey, me.
0: Oh. Sorry, mate, muted still. Uh, yeah, was that Palmer you are talking about? <laughs> Palmer, Palmer got shot. Was it about three or four got shot in Spain, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, Palmer. But it doesn't mention in this article because the article's from 2012 and Palmer was shot in 2015. Yeah. But yeah. John Palmer was um was later murdered in 2015 shot to death by a professional hitman um on his ho- home estate uh while he was under police surveillance.
0: Yeah, how do you get murdered while you're under police surveillance?
1: Apparently according according to a guy called Hemingford Gray they take a tea break.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's <okay. laughs>
1: Or, or they have a nap. <laughs> yeah, you
0: get some cocky... villain come over. You go, mate. Go, go get yourself a cup of tea, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Just wave the are, twenty. Mate. Go, you you lads look parched. Go get yourself a cup of tea.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's just such a fucking a mad. Um, a mad case, isn't it? Like, still, only 30% of it ever found. I
0: had no idea how fucking big it was before <laughs> Before I started looking it, I, I started looking into it, found yeah. a couple of bits, and I was like, yeah, this thing's fucking massive. It needs to be talked about.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember looking into it back in the day and thinking, I, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This seems like it's uh, quite a heavy case. And like uh, the more I've been looking into it, doing all of this research for this, it's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like, like, can you get more of a complicated fucking robbery? I mean, like, that, that, gold,
0: that Goldfinger Palmer was just off his head, weren't he? Like, just fucking yeah. taking, taking cash down to the bank in boxes and taking it away and carrying it yeah. back. The bloke's just fucking off his cool. nut, are not he?
1: Well, you saw you saw that he got he got done for timeshare frauds, and then they used some of the cash from Brinks Matt to buy timeshares. So did they buy the timeshares from the Brinks Map money, then sell the timeshares on to other people, then he defrauded it by selling multiple um timeshares to different or the same timeshare to different people. Well you know what a timeshare You don't. you know what a timeshare fucking... is,
0: don't you, Nordic? You don't actually
1: Yeah, it's when, when you, it's buy it's you, share, you buy a timeshare you don't
0: actually buy, uh... own you you all you do is you buy no. two weeks.
1: Yeah, you buy two weeks in the yeah. property, then someone else buys two weeks, and it yeah. just keeps the bills paid and the property being used. But yeah, what if they? What if they'd bought the timeshares with the Brinks map money, then sold it on, sold the timeshares on to other people, and then defrauded them so they're making <laughs> cash from their own thing?
0: Cash from free care, cash. the
1: bastards. Well, yeah, oh, the,
0: other, the other thing you've got to remember about about Noy and Palmer is they weren't even in on the original
1: black. Yeah, no. they were making all no, the money off it. they made millions. Yeah, yeah, they made absolute fortune off of it, and they weren't even in on the black. Mm.
2: <laughs> oh dear! It's almost as if there was some opportunistic robbers that got rich, and then uh, more enterprising, entrepreneurial individuals, shall we say.
1: Saw the opportunity and seized on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got done, mate, by fucking bigger blaggers.
2: The Donald Trump of crime came in and it says, I've got a I've got a deal.
0: As uh, as old Liam Neeson that. says, as old Liam Neeson says in Star Wars, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah. There up there. You yeah, know, I
2: was listening to Peter Serafinowicz describing um His role in in that film, and you saw. How do
1: you get that much gold, Adolf Hitler? You melt it down. That's how you do it.
0: You bung it. You bung it in a Swiss lake. Jobs are good.
1: Yeah you bung it in fucking in a smelter with a load of copper melt it down till it's like at about 75% purity and then you go sell it on to the same people that you fucking robbed it from. Well basically
0: well basically that was his name the uh Palmer that was just like a cash for gold thing. His his main yeah. business was like a cash for gold buying yeah, scrap cash
1: gold. For gold. Yeah. Yeah. He ran a scrap metal business. Yeah. Um it- but uh, his expertise were precious metals. Yeah. Moy had experience of that fraud on Krugerrands... What?
0: Krugerrands. Uh,
1: From Holland.
0: They're a South African gold currency, aren't they, Hobbit? Krugerrands?
2: Yeah, Krugerrands. They they okay. something to do with them. They've. Uh, you know, my mum had two at one point, but she sold them.
1: Yeah fucking no he was the right little fucking enterprising criminal weren't he right up until he fucking murdered Stephen cameron <laughs> or whatever his to, name was
0: he used to own a haulage firm and basically he used to he used to rent yeah. lorries out to wrongans so they'd go and do fucking blags or pick up stolen stolen goods
1: and stuff. yeah <laughs> ran a fucking ran a shoplifting and stolen goods fence out of his mm. fucking warehouse
0: yeah, yeah, because he was basically Beautiful. he was the fence. They they were he was an experienced fence,
1: wasn't he? Yeah, he was indeed.
0: I never understood. What were, pa- pa- were Palmer then? and Noy what linked?
1: Murdered,
0: or, oh, were Palmer sorry. and Noy linked, or were they just like sending out the gold two different ways? That's the bit I couldn't find out.
1: I I think they were linked. I I would imagine that Palmer and Noy knew each other. I would say that's probably a safe assumption,
0: because also before before all before all this, so it obviously couldn't have been tied in. But before all this, apparently there was a smelter that was stolen in uh, in Kent,
1: so there was already yeah, a dodgy, dodgy smelter a floating smelter. around somewhere. Yeah, there was a portable smelter stolen,
0: and there are rumours that under Hollywood Cottage there are loads loads of old. Uh, I think they're mining tunnels or old. Um, Tunnels where basically he could hide stolen property quite easily. Wouldn't shock me. Tunnels of some sort. The so it, of, it was very. What
1: man
0: he was. He was very careful about the place he bought because that's that's why people were yeah. moving out to Kent. Ba- basically, what it was was they were like East End villains done good because uh, cause, um, Noy comes from Bermondsey, you know, where wrongons like yeah. uh, Iron Duke come from. So you know it's a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he comes from Bermondsey, so basically what they did, they'd they done, they done good with the crime and whatnot, didn't they? And then they moved out to Kent and Essex, didn't they?
1: Yeah. But like I think what we should tell our, our wonderful fucking viewers mm. is that this is not just a one-part episode, because we have other robberies that we believe could be linked.
0: Well, they are, AKA, the records, aren't they? So we got
1: the and Garden robbery,
0: and what's what's the name of the Lloyd's Bank one? That's also linked, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, because you mentioned it was a 3 parter and uh, I said what's yeah. the third part, and you turned, you said it. Well, and actually, I was actually like, there's, no, there's no. a lot more we
0: can say about Noi because we really need to go into like the the road rage killing and stuff. There's a lot more we can talk about Noi, and there's also a lot more we talk we can talk about Palmer. <laughs> um I'll yeah see what, can di- see what i can dig up on the rest of the gang because they because they're all like
1: got really interesting stories haven't they ah here we go to be honest i think palmer is probably worth an episode two it even goes back to the essex boys murder so that yeah. was the third part of it was linking it in with the essex boys yeah brings okay. matt noy and Hatton garden yeah and the Essex Boys, because we can do an Essex Boys revisit, can't we, really?
0: Yeah, we can do.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sounds like a good one. Hatton Hat f- Garden was an interesting case as well, because they, they couldn't find that fucking hall for ages, could we've they?
0: Got, we've got guest host E&A on. It's about time you said something at E&A. Come on, E&A. What do you think, mate? No, he's not listening. Hobbit. Just, oh, it just sounds like the sequel from uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no, it, it's, it. I don't know. Well, like, the it's bit I, you- I think
2: the police are in it as well. Yeah, probably. What I find yeah. interesting about this is they're saying that any jewellery... Uh, gold jewellery bought in the UK after 1983 contains gold for the likely contains gold for the break back uh, <laughs> So if you if you bought any bit of gold, you know, you bought a for your missus, you're an accessory to a crime. And I hope yeah, you're you an accessory to
0: theft. Yeah, and I hope you does sleep that, does well. That include, at night? No. Does that include Elizabeth Duke jewellery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it includes all of it. If you bought if it, even if you're a nun, you're
2: all complicit in the crime and yeah. you should feel ashamed of yourselves, you fucking criminal scumbags it,
0: it's, almost, it's almost like that stat about was it like the percentage of like American $20 bills that are covered in cocaine? It's like one of those type stats. Yeah. Like...
1: Yeah. Wasn't it like fucking 65%? <laughs> Something like that. They found traces of cocaine, up, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, so it's some mad number. I was like, "Whoa!" But <laughs> yeah. it's just amazing that like um, one
0: black three ton of gold, and they only ever found a yeah. third of it. Uh, well, it's
1: amazing other- that this one black profit, well, basically funded criminals in in England for like two, three decades. Oh, not even
0: not not only not only England, because. Uh, the guy that was investigating yeah. spent a lot, a lot of time out in Miami with the DEA, where it was going out, it going out, to, yeah. even going out to there. They followed the money out to Miami, uh, obviously Spain, um, all over the shop. The Panama Papers, uh, one of the shell companies yeah. in the Panama Papers, is related to this. Uh, the The other thing I wanted did, did, did you did you find did you did you read anything about the civil case? Lloyd's brought a civil case to recover the money from them from the robbers.
1: All right.
0: Yeah, so everybody everybody got, got had, to, had to pay a chunk back. Jesus. We could talk about that next week as well.
1: How how can they how can they make them pay it back if they can't find it?
0: I think it's something to do with the uh lower evidential standard required for a civil case.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, you don't need as much evidence for a civil case, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: So I think I think Mickey McAvoy got hit with like twenty six million. I think he, I think he got the whole lot. But we can Ouch. do that as we can do that as well. We can do about the civil case as well. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think we need to do a case about the uh, the Burger King that goes on aircraft and how James May has become now my favourite celebrity. <laughs> Apparently, he's been caught on an, yet another plane. So, uh, uh, not on the UFO, because it was an identified uh, object, what is flying. So,
0: what's the, <laughs> what's, the bit, then? what's the bit, then? I haven't seen it, the James May bit.
2: So, so you don't know, but, like, James May goes on his aircraft, he puts on an American accent, and wears a Burger King crown. And yeah. then he says, um, "I can't repeat what he says because I don't want you to get demonetized. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he he calls the the ooga booga dark people lady. Get this um, uh this this black um, get this basketball f- American out of you. Get get this black female dog Nigel. off the Nigel, plane.
0: Nigel as uh, as uh,
2: get get this ni- get this night this Nigella dog. Off the plane. There we go. God, it's so Uh, fucking hard to describe these people when you can't use the words to describe them.
0: It's like... people. It's like playing... What's what's that that game where you have to just write... uh, It's like Pictionary, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I was just thinking it's like Pictionary, but you sort of have to, like, without saying the word, describe the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So right. So Speaking of from...
2: which, where can we get? Oh, I was going to say, we, are we sponsored it. by Burger. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Burger King Kings Crown. Go to your Burger King today to get your Burger King Kings Crown. Only available and in participating restaurants. Remember, Burger King, the choice of the discerning racist. James May approves of this message.
1: While stocks last.
0: Yeah, right, while stocks and last. And with that, uh, And with that, I shall bid thee a good night. Stay spooky.